You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you with us here on Friday. Fun show planned for you today. Coming up, a conversation with Jason Evans of the Duke Basketball Report. My name is JJ Jackson, the host of the show. Give me a follow on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow our show on Twitter as well at LO underscore Blue Devils. The only Duke Athletics podcast posted each and every day, a daily look into Duke Athletics. Thank you so much for listening to our program, and thank you so much for all you do supporting it. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. Coming up a little bit later, it's Five Star Friday. i got to give some love to some of our favorites on today's show. Before we go anywhere else, though, I need to tell you about things happening here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow our company on Twitter as well, at Locked On Network. We just got verified, baby. We just got that blue check. Give us a follow. Give us some love. We would appreciate that. Hey, with that being said, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we dive into our conversation with Jason Evans, I want to tell you also about our friends over at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Use promo code Locked On to get 15% welcome bonus on your first deposit. A 50% welcome bonus. 5-0. Man. Halfway home, that's amazing. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and, again, receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So again, on today's show, I had the opportunity to sit down and chat with Jason Evans of the Duke Basketball Report. He just put together a podcast series, a documentary series, if you will. Return to Glory is what he titled it. The 2001 story of the Duke men's basketball team that won the national championship It is so good, like such a good idea, incredible product that he was able to put together interviewing all 14 members of the Duke basketball team that year in 2001. Amazing to listen to. I was able to talk to him about how he put it together, how the idea came to be. Incredible conversation. So sit back and enjoy on a Friday Locked on Blue Devils podcast. Welcome back into the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. J.J. Jackson spending some time today with a very special guest, none other than Jason Evans from the DBR podcast, the Duke Basketball Report. Kind enough to take some time to chat with me today on a variety of topics. Jason, I really do appreciate the time. How are things going in your world? Uh, Not bad. Not bad at all. I I just released another episode this morning of my series about the 2001 national champions. Uh, I'm, I'm operating on little sleep because I was up <laughs> late, late, late last night getting it done. 
Well, we want to get into that. We want to get into Return to Glory, but I want to talk a little bit more about you. If you will, for our listeners, Jason, how did you get where you are today in the Duke basketball report since? And, um, and then we'll get into the idea of Return to Glory. Yeah, I don't know how much history people want. I grew up, <laughs> I grew up as a Carolina fan. That's wow. going to sound crazy. Yes. My dad, my uncle, my grandfather all went to UNC. My, my family's from Durham. Um, and uh, my grandfather actually was mayor of Durham for 12 years. Uh, but, but there was a great connection to Carolina. And I grew up watching ACC basketball. And when it came time to pick a, a college, I went and I, I visited a bunch of schools in the Northeast. And then I, I went and I visited Duke and UNC um, one weekend and fell in love actually with both of them. And I said, Duke's my first choice and UNC is my second choice. I was from Atlanta. Um, and I, I ended up getting in to, to both of them and I, and I chose to go to Duke. Um, and I, literally since then, I sort of shifted from being a Carolina fan, obviously, to being a Duke fan. But uh, I, I was very involved in the Duke online community for many, many years. I was a frequent poster on the Duke Basketball Report bulletin boards. I was eventually asked to be a moderator of those boards. And then six years ago, um, several of us who were moderators of the DBR forums recognized that there weren't, there weren't very many Duke podcasts that were out there. And Sam Klein and Donald Wine and I, uh, who actually, the three of us had never met in person. This is one of these virtual relationships the three of us said, hey, we should do a podcast together. And if you go back and listen to the early podcasts from 2015, when we started this, we didn't know what we were doing. We were talking all over each other. There was no, there was no pattern to it. There were lots of ums and uh, and you know, we had no chance to get out of a complete sentence in a cohesion kind of way. And it has evolved and adapted. And, and now uh, you know, no offense to you. Now we're the the most popular fan driven podcast actually uh, in we believe in in all of college basketball. Without a doubt. No, the, the podcast is incredible itself. And um, I've mentioned with you before we started recording and our listeners are well aware of the fact that um, going back to the Joe Montagna interview that you guys had a few weeks back, Jalen Blakes, the newest Duke point guard, um, the, the interview that you guys had, just the guests you've been able to book has been awesome. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with the success that your podcast has had. There's definitely an sure. audience that is there um, and drives folks to that. That's awesome to hear kind of the origin back in 2015. Looking back, uh, what's that kind of been like reflecting on how far you guys have come? Uh, you know, we don't spend a lot of time looking back um, at, at our podcast. We tend to focus more on the team, but sometimes when we do reflect on it, some like every so often we'll hit a, a milestone number, you know, 100, 200, 250, 300 episodes. And, and it will be, uh, it's kind of amazing. Or, or sometimes we'll have a, a particularly good month in terms of downloads. And we'll, we'll say to ourselves, God, I, I can't believe how many people are listening to us <laughs> talk about Duke basketball. Actually, you know, speaking of those milestones, because we recently did episode 300 just a, about a month or two ago, um, every 100, we, we've had a lot of great guests. Um, I can't even count all the different Duke, former Duke players. We've interviewed coaches and the such. Uh, but at, at episode 100, 200, and 300, we've had Kenny Denard on each one of those. And Kenny is so much fun. He's so revealing. Uh, he's one of these people. You know, he's, a, he's a Duke player who doesn't – a lot of Duke players that I interview, you can tell they're a little bit guarded. There, there's a celebrity kind of, I need to protect myself, protect the program kind of thing, which, which is fine. Right. I get that. I completely understand that. Kenny's one of those people, you can tell he's not as guarded and it makes for a more fun interview. We love interviewing him. And, and like I said, reflecting on this, on this whole thing, he's episode 100, 200, and 300, and he drops lots of 
curse words and stuff. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just fun. Today marks episode 51 for the Locked On Blue Devils podcast, having started in March. Congratulations. I appreciate that. Halfway to the century mark, and we'll have to uh, see what we can do for 100 and that sort of thing. Having to go each and every day, we've talked about that and how much fun uh, that's been to, to kind of connect with folks. And I'm excited to have Jason Evans again in the DBR podcast here on the show. So Return to Glory is a podcast documenting the 2001 NCAA tournament run, championship run for Duke. Jason, on, on my show, I launched in March and taking over, joining the Lockdown Podcast Network has been amazing. But for me, being 25 years old, my entire life, Duke has been in the NCAA tournament. The last time they did not make the tournament was March of 95. I came into the world in November of 95. So launching this podcast, no idea what it's like to not have Duke in the NCAA tournament. What a blessing that's been for me. And all of a sudden in March, Duke's not in the NCAA tournament field. So I spent a lot of time throughout March talking about this day in Duke March Madness history because there have been so many great moments and that sort of thing. And the idea that Duke had a 20-year anniversary for the 2001 team, a 30-year anniversary for the 91 team, is awesome for content people. And you took full advantage of that. Is that the origin of, of the return to glory or what made you want to do that? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it seems kind of crazy, but last summer I was watching the last dance, the Michael Jordan series. And I, I, I don't, I don't remember what it was about that, that, that made me want to do this, but I, I watched it and I said, God, you know, it'd be really fun. It'd be really cool to reflect on some of the great moments in, in Duke history, you know, in the same kind of way that, that they did with Michael Jordan. And, and I just kind of looked at the calendar. I was just thinking about things and I went, God, you know, that 2001 team were coming up on the 20th anniversary <laughs> of them. And, you know, at the time I, I was, I'm a little older than you at, at the time in 2001, I didn't realize along the path of that team's national championship, what an unlikely, what an amazing story was being told during the season. But here, 20 years later, as I was looking back on it, and I was, I was sort of thinking to myself, I'm like, huh, what would that, you know, what would, what would a series about them be? I went, oh gosh, you know, that's right. They had, they had the Miracle Minute game against Maryland. Like I'd almost forgotten that those two things happened in the same season. And then yeah. I went, and of course they had, you know, they lost Carlos Boozer. And I vividly remember every Duke fan. If there's a Duke fan out there that says, oh, I was still confident in the team when they lost Boozer, that person's lying to you. <laughs> We were all convinced it's, it's over. We were convinced that the season was done, that Duke could not possibly win a title without Carlos Boozer. He was the most indispensable member of that team because uh, he was the only real big man on the team. And so I'm thinking back about the team and I'm like, and then I went, oh, wait, and that's right. In the final four, they were down 22 points. They were down 22 points to Maryland in the semifinals. And, and then in the national championship game, Jason Williams, the best player on the team, almost fouled out in the first half. Like, I, I don't you know, I don't know how much people remember of those moments. But as I reflected on all of it, I went, this is an incredible story, <laughs> an incredibly unlikely story. And I was very fortunate in that I, I, through the DBR podcast, I'd interviewed Shane Battier and, and I'd interviewed Carlos Boozer and I interviewed Chris Duhon in the past. I'd interviewed all three of them. Um, but, I, but I had a decent relationship with Shane. I, I don't want to say that like we're friends or something like that, but I, I have Shane's email address. <laughs> and when I email him, you know, maybe it takes a couple of days, but he eventually responds, which is, you know, not easy. Not at all. <laughs> so, so that's how I started. 
I said, all right, I'm going to send Shane an email and see if he can help me, if he can help connect me to the entire Duke team. And he said, yeah, we've got a text chain. We all talk all the time. And, and so that's how it got started. And, and they embraced the idea. The team, the team was eager to hear what each one of them remembered from that season. And I think that's, I, I, I email the entire team every week when a new episode comes out um, and they give me feedback. Some of, you know, some of the guys more than others. Uh, but a lot of them have said to me, they're like, it's just so great being able to hear what other guys remember of those <laughs> moments. Uh, because, and I think that through that, they're all reliving it um, in a really special kind of way. No doubt about that. And you mentioned Shane Battier. He's been at the forefront, I think, of promotion of the podcast for you guys. That's been he amazing has, yes. to see um, on, on Twitter and that sort of thing, letting folks know this is a great job, great work done. Uh, by you, Jason. Thank you. So, so, so looking back on it and, and listening to it, you're right. Given the time frame in 2001 at five years old, I'm sure I was sitting in front of the TV knowing my family and the games were definitely on. And my dad told me the stories growing up and that sort of thing. But I don't have those memories ingrained of what I was feeling at that time. During those moments, it's just been stories and then highlights thank the lord for youtube being able to go back and kind of watch all those big moments and games and so to sit there and listen week by week and the way you've been able to set it up has been awesome let's go more into the process jason when you you reach out to shane he gets back to you what's what's the next thought how am i going to format this what were you thinking at that point yeah so that's a great question i i will tell you that uh if it hadn't been for covid i probably would have tried something that would have probably killed me. I, I probably would have tried to fly to wherever all the players were and have done this over video. Cause my first thought was I, I'm a television producer. I, I, I work for CNN. Um, I was a executive producer at CNN for 20 years. Um, and, and my first thought was, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll make this into a documentary. Like I said, like the last dance and, and that I will then, you know, I'll sell it to the ACC network or ESPN or someone like that. Um, and, and that would have been really, that would have been more difficult than what I'm doing now and would have required a serious financial investment. But because of the craziness of COVID, I, I realized that that wasn't really possible. So uh, I approached Shane and said, I just wanted to do audio interviews that we would do this as a podcast. And, and the guys were, they were cool with that. And I think they recognized that there's a, there's an ease as you and I are doing right now in hopping on zoom or some other, you know, some other platform like that and being able to do this virtually. Um, initially I thought I was going to reach out to a bunch of, of additional people outside of the team. I, I thought that, Oh, I'll, you know, let me try and interview Juan Dixon and Lonnie Baxter and Gary Williams, because the, the four games with Maryland are a huge part of this. Right. And I thought, Oh, uh, let me see if I can get Bob Harris, you know, get, and maybe some journalists who covered the Duke team. And, and, and I, 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 I was going to interview some Duke fans and things like that. I, I envisioned this in a very different way than, than I ended up doing it. And the reason I, I scaled that back was as I began talking to the Duke team, I realized that there was, something special and pure about just them reflecting on the season that we wouldn't get the journalists talking about it. We wouldn't get their rivals talking about it because this was their story to tell. And so I've limited it very intentionally. So to only their voices and mine, and I try and I try and do as little as possible in these, I, I, I set up each clip, you know, a little bit, but, but generally, I'm setting it up with a sentence or two, and mostly all I'm doing is saying, hey, here's Shane. 
here's Ryan Caldbeck, here's, you know, Carlos Boozer or whoever. Right. Um, because I want it to be, to be their reflections. I want it to be their oral history, not, not a bunch of other perspectives on it. And maybe that's a mistake, but I, I kind of like the way it's turned out so far. No doubt. I, I do too. I think it's awesome. And I think you're doing a great job in kind of switching from voice to voice. That could get confusing for people because you're right. It's not seeing somebody. If, I, if I'm looking at a television screen, I know that's Carlos Boozer, but I haven't heard his voice in quite some time. I need a little help to maybe figure out who that is. And I, I think that goes to show and got to give you a lot of credit for the way you've been able to piece this together. That's a hard deal to be able to make it fit <laughs> so seamlessly the way you have, like I I'm on the edge of my seat every episode listening to it and that sort of thing. How much time worth of interviews do you think you have from this? So I, I interviewed all 14 players who were on the team, uh, including uh, a couple who redshirted uh, Nick Horvath redshirted and Dante Jones. A lot of people forget that Dante Jones was on that team. He obviously went on to have a very successful NBA career, um, but he, he, is, he had transferred from Rutgers. And so he was only a practice player on that team. And, and I'll tell you that one of my favorite episodes so far is the episode that talks about nothing but practice and features Dante a great deal in that episode. Uh, if there are people out there who haven't listened to that one, I mean, to me, that's one of the most, that may be the most insightful episode of the entire series. Um, but anyway. I, there was uh, a story in there with Dante, Jason, sorry to cut you. Yeah, go ahead. Travel with the team. He had to travel separately. Yeah. That, that was just, you know, you just don't think about those things. Right. And, and A, how yeah. the things have advanced in the NCAA regulations and that sort of thing. But for a redshirt player to have to travel on his own to show up to some of these big games. Yeah. And his, he, he said he went with his family, and, <laughs> you know, his parents and uh, like, and he talked about it for the Miracle Minute game. He's like, he literally arrived like two or three minutes before tip off and he was able to be there. And, and he said it was important to him to be a part of the team on the bench. And by the way, I haven't included it yet. Here's a preview of something that's coming okay. up. Um, Dante was sort of legendary for throwing the other guys on the bench onto the floor. When there would be a big moment, when a guy would hit a big three or a slam dunk or something like that, the guys on the bench are always celebrating. Well, the way Dante Jones celebrated is he would grab Ryan Caldbeck or Andre Buckner or J.D. Simpson, and he would throw them onto the floor. <laughs> and, the, and these guys talk about like, you know, you couldn't be, if you were close to Dante, you had to be careful because Dante was going to throw you on the floor at an inopportune moment. And they're like, I was always terrified that Coach K would turn around and see me five, seven feet on the floor. <laughs> and, I, you know, like I draw a technical or something and, and, you know, I'd go, no, it was Dante's fault. <laughs> Coach K is like, he's not going to believe that. He's going to blame me. Anyway, but the, the point of all this was I interviewed all 14 players, like I said, and each interview is over an hour in length. I think I have about, oh, I have about 18 to 20 hours of interviews with the players. Um, and I can't use all of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a chore. Uh, I, I had uh, several Duke fans who helped me make transcripts. I, I've transcribed every single one of those interviews. And then, and then my process is going through all those transcripts and pulling out the little moments that I, that I think will tell each one of the stories. And then going to find the audio of that story itself piece yeah. together and that sort of thing. I just, yeah, the editing process is, is another day. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nightmare. I know that a lot of people and goes to show where we're at in, in 2021, it feels like everybody has a podcast or wants to start a podcast. And, you know, you sit here and you think, Oh, all I have to do is turn a microphone on and press record 
and I'm done. And then we're good. We're doing, we're podcasting. Right. And don't necessarily know the editing that has to go into that and the ability to push it out like that sort of thing, the promotion that goes into it. And it's just, it's been awesome. So uh, Jason Evans of the DBR podcast joining us here, return to glory, a production or four episodes in six, no six. six. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, just so uh, just so folks know, if they're not familiar with it, the first episode uh, I, I titled Preseason, um, and I'm trying to do this very chronologically, obviously. Right. And, and the, I, the first episode is about the preparation for the season and the attitudes that the team had um, coming off of the previous year, coming off of the 99-2000 season. Um, and I think there's some really interesting insight there, especially from Jason Williams, from Jay Will and Carlos Boozer um, about how they felt after their, because remember they're sophomores in 2001 when we won, how they felt after their freshman year and what they needed to do to get better to prepare for 2001. Um, the second episode, as I mentioned, is about practice and, and about, I, I, like I said, God, I, I cannot recommend that episode enough. Episodes three and four are about the Miracle Minute game. The episode three is really everything that happened with the rivalry with Maryland leading up to the Miracle Minute. Episode four is the Miracle Minute itself and the aftermath of that game. Episode five is the game where against Maryland where Carlos Boozer gets injured, breaks his foot. Carlos Boozer was the only, the, the only big man on that team. I mean, uh, the power forward in that team was Shane Battier, who was really a wing. <laughs> um, and, and for Duke to lose, they're, you know, really the only guy over 6'8", 6'9", who was really playing regular minutes um, is a nightmare. And then episode six that just, that just recently dropped um, is about the very next game for Duke. They played North Carolina. And for people who don't recall, North Carolina had Brendan Haywood, who's seven feet tall, and Chris Lang, who's 6'11", um, who were both all ACC caliber players. Really, re Brendan Haywood went on to have a very, very successful long NBA career. These are two excellent big men. And so Duke loses Carlos Boozer, and their very next game, they have to play one of the best big men, best big man teams in the country. And it's a remarkable story about Casey Sanders, and Reggie Love, who was a, a walk-on walk <laughs> football player who, who managed to battle the Carolina big men. And Duke ends up blowing Carolina out by playing fast. Uh, and there's a, there's a great moment. My favorite moment of that episode uh, is probably uh, Jason Williams, Jay Will, talking about in the second half, seeing Brendan Haywood and Chris Lang bent over, clutching their shorts and panting because they are so out of breath because Duke – Duke decided we'll play fast and you can't keep up with us. And it's, it's an amazing thing. It's what the Phoenix Suns, what the Golden State Warriors, it is a common thing in basketball today. When Coach K did it, it was unheard of. Yeah. And it's the genius of Coach K to figure out this is the way I can make my team win. What have been the most revealing Coach K moments that you've had going through this, this podcast? Well, it's funny because my very next episode, uh, I, you know, I'm trying to, as I say, chronological, but at the same time, there are certain things that are non-chronological that you have to break out. And the next episode is going to be Coach K stories. And there's some really beautiful ones. One thing that I think people may not realize is that Andy Borman, who was one of the walk-ons on that team, um, Andy Borman is Coach K's nephew. Um, his mom is, his mother is Debbie Krzyzewski's, um, I'm sorry, Mickey Krzyzewski's sister. Um, and so Coach K was Uncle Mike to him growing up. <laughs> And Andy Borman on this next episode is going to, to talk to you about the transformation from Uncle Mike to Coach K. Um, and that he still considers it like he obviously had a close relationship with the man, with, with his uncle. Right. But once he became a player, 
Mike Shashevsky, Uncle Mike became Coach K, and he's still Coach K to this day. And and Andy says that that relate, you know, he has an unbelievable relationship with him as a result. And there are other great stories there. You, you will hear some swearing. There's some profanity on sure. the next episode. Uh, I think a Coach K story wouldn't work without profanity. Um, Car- Carlos Boozer especially tells is going to tell you a story on the next episode uh, about the way Coach K inspired the team that is just like you won't even believe it. And um, it, it's something that Coach K did prior to a game that Duke played against Florida State. And if you go back and look at the 2001 season, Duke beats Florida State by like 40 points in this game merely because of what Coach K did to fire them up before the game. It's a great story. It's Jason Evans joining us here on the show. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Duke Evans. It's Return to Glory, a part of the DBR podcast, a documentary documenting the 2001 National Championship team. Jason, it's been awesome to hear you kind of talk about how this all came together. I've enjoyed listening to the podcast so much myself, and I think a lot of people are enjoying it, and I hope that they will from this go and, and download and, and listen to the work that you've put in because it is, it is a grind. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'll give you one other tease. Yeah. Um, so just naturally the way it has come together so far, different episodes have sort of focused on different players, which I think is great. That's a lot of fun. I mean, like the miracle minute episode, very much focused on Jay Williams. And then we had the episode where Carlos Boozer got hurt and that's all about Carlos. And, and this latest episode, a lot of it is about Casey Sanders and what Casey was able to do. Um, the one player that I feel, and Shane Battier is in all of them. I mean, like right. <laughs> I, I joked to someone at one point, I said, I said, you know, if I, if I wanted to, I could probably do an episode that's nothing but the rest of the team talking about what a great leader Shane was. <laughs> I'm like, but I feel like it'd be repetitive. And the person replied to me and they said, they said, Oh no, hold on. I'll listen to the Shane Battier is a leader episode. Don't worry. <laughs> and I may still end up doing that. But the one guy who hasn't been on that much is Mike Dunleavy. Um, and someone asked me about that. And I said, uh, Mike is a guarded individual, but there is a moment. And again, this is coming up in the national championship episode, which is probably four or five, six episodes away. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't mapped the whole thing out yet. Uh, when I was interviewing Mike Dunleavy and he talked about, he had dinner with his mother immediately prior the night before the national championship game. And as Mike Dunleavy reflected on this dinner he had, when he was talking to me, he started crying, thinking back on, all that his parents had done for him to get him to that moment and to get him to be a national champion. And it's a beautiful moment. And, and Mike said to me, he was like, God, I don't even know why I'm crying right now, but he got so emotional thinking back on what the national championship meant to him, what it meant to his family. Um, obviously his father's a coach and his mother, you know, just grew up around yeah, his whole life. His whole family life is about basketball. And it's a beautiful, beautiful moment that, that I think folks are going to really enjoy. And I think it shows you that to a lot of us, this is more than a game. It's, it's an emotional part of our personality and who we are. And for Mike Dunleavy to have broken down in tears like that, I mean, it, it, it shows you what this means to all those guys. And I'm, I'm thrilled that they've allowed me and through me have allowed all of us to share in, in the joy they have at being national champions.
I got to take one more quick break to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market, and it's really not even close. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are so good. I forever endorse the cookies and cream Built Bar that you should check out. Again, 100% chocolate, but they're great for the keto diet. We're talking about Built Bar and what it's made of. If you look at all the amazing flavors, and then you get a load of this. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, it is a five-star Friday. What we do on five-star Friday, I got to give some love to the folks that have given us five-star shout-outs, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can do this by going to the Apple Podcast app, tapping the five-star rating. Make sure you write out a review. That means a whole lot to me. Here's Real Swaggy B. Real Swaggy B left us a five-star review. Great show. Really enjoy the insight. All the Duke talk you could ever want. Thank you, Swaggy B. I definitely appreciate you leaving that review with us. And i got to give you another five-star Friday love. Old Run and Rob left us a review. Five stars. The podcast for Duke fans. Here's what he wrote. No question that this is the podcast for Duke fans. JJ is a pro and it shows. I love that there is real audio from players and coaches on a regular basis. This is my go-to podcast. Go Duke. I will echo that sentiment there from Old Run and Rob. Go Duke indeed. Five-star Friday here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Let's get back into our conversation with Jason Evans of the Duke Basketball Report. Enjoy. I can't wait. I can't wait to uh, listen to that and, and hear those moments. And uh, what an awesome idea that you had inspired by Thank you. Michael Jordan, of all people, in the last dance, a, a Tar Heel himself. And here we are with this great podcast, Return to Glory, the 2001 story of the Duke basketball team. So, Jason, in closing today, before we move forward, what, what was it like for you then in 2021, having followed Duke basketball pretty much your whole life, in a sense, being there in ACC country, to not see the Blue Devils back in the tournament this year? Look, it hurt. There's no question that hurt. And I think the thing that hurt the most about it was it felt like at the very end of the season there, as Mark Williams emerged, um, it felt like the team was becoming better than it had been earlier in the year. And so whenever you have a team, look, it's easy. The word is peaking. Whenever you have a team where you go, oh, wow, they're, they're peaking at the right time. You, you get excited about what, what can they do in the tournament and to have it ripped away from us because of a co- positive COVID test. The, the team never had a chance. They did not get an opportunity to, to see what they could become. And, and that's so painful, especially because it comes on the heels the previous year. I feel like they were peaking again. <laughs> Justin Robinson was, was coming right. into his own. This team, you know, the, 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 the 2020 team had suddenly discovered this weapon that had been on their bench the whole time <laughs> in Justin Robinson. And remember that team's last game is they blow out UNC to close the regular season. And I thought that that team was a team that had a chance. They were looking at probably, I think they're probably looking at a, probably a two seat or so in the NCAA tournament. Right. I guess there was maybe a chance they could get to a one, a two or a three, but that's a team that had a chance to do something really special. And then this year, again, you've got a team where you felt like, oh, maybe they're becoming more than they have been all year. So to get that ripped away from us, to never learn what they could become 
is is that's my lament um, on on this season. And and there are players, you know, DJ Stewart and, and Henry Coleman. I was fortunate. Sorry, I'm going forever on this, but you know, uh, I was fortunate enough this year um, to 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 be on virtually every news conference that that Duke did. Uh, you and I saw each other on on the press conferences, um, and there there were sort of to me three guys who stood out, who were great interviews, who always were smiling, and always making you think when you were doing press conferences with them. And those guys were DJ Stewart, Henry Coleman, and Mark Williams. Um, always smile. I can't tell people how effervescent those guys were on these, on the, on the post-game press conferences and the preseason press conferences. And it's so sad. I think that we, that we lost DJ Stewart and Henry Coleman. I, I think both of them, we lost them prematurely. Um, I understand why they did what they did. Um, but I think it would have been so much fun if we'd gotten another year or two or three out of each one of those guys to see what they could become. Uh, because their personalities told me that they were going to be special parts of Duke history if they'd stuck around. No and again, I don't, I don't lament. I, I mean, I, I don't blame them for their decision. I get it. This is, this is a, it's a business. Yeah. It has to be a business. There's too much money involved for them not to take advantage of, of their opportunities. But, but I can still, as a fan and as someone who covers the team, I can still miss what would have been. No doubt about that. And, and the transfer portal has been crazy in itself, making it easier for folks to transfer and get that immediate eligibility at their next stop, which is what Henry Coleman's going to do at Texas A&M. And I was listening to you and Sam and Donald on a DBR podcast, kind of talking about DJ Stewart immediately following his uh, decision to declare for the NBA draft. And you guys were talking about DJ Stewart is the perfect player that it's just a shame he never got the opportunity to play in front of the Cameron crazies. God, they would have loved him. Ugh, they would have loved him. And he would have loved them back, you know, just watching the way he plays on the court. That's something that we were definitely robbed of here in 2020. So here's to the next season. Here's to uh, a, a full Cameron indoor stadium back to the way we know it. Amen. Hopefully, and, 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 and cannot wait to see what Duke looks like. Jason, again, thank you so much for the time today. Uh, you were not going to be a stranger to the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. You will uh, be back, I'm sure, and I'll, we'll connect with the other guys on DBR as well. Let my listeners know where they can find your work. Sure. Plug the entire site if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So just look for the Duke basketball reports um, wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, it's going to be number one. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you know, you name it, wherever you get podcasts, the Duke basketball report is out there. Um, and, and again, if you're interested in that series about the 2001, um, team, look for the episodes that are titled return to glory. Um, but we, but we do regular episodes, uh, as you mentioned uh, about everything going on with Duke, we do a couple episodes a week at least. And, and then, uh, feel free to, to visit us on the DBR forums, the Duke basketball, Duke basketball report.com is the, the number one place for Duke fans on the internet. I don't say that promotionally. I say that factually. Um, it, it is the most popular forum on the internet. Um, if you go to the Duke basketball report, uh, just click on the, the, the forum button and you'll, you'll be welcomed there. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm there all the time. Uh, and there are, there are thousands of other Duke fans who are there participating. It is a, a, a high level conversation. I think very smart. A lot of, you know, people coming on and just saying, yay, go Duke. We're like, no, nah, we tell us why. <laughs> 
You know, there, there's a lot of discussion there, a lot of thoughtful discussion, uh, a lot of people smarter than I am talking about Duke basketball. It's a ton of fun. And, and it's been the number one place for people to talk about Duke basketball for, for a couple decades now. So it's really great. Jason Evans on a Friday edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Excellent stuff. Again, give Jason a follow on Twitter at Jason Duke Evans. He does great work. He will not be a stranger on this podcast as I informed him. I'll be sure to invite him back for more visits, and I cannot wait for those chats with him and the rest of the guys over at the Duke Basketball Report. So thrilled to be able to connect with him and hear the story about how awesome is that to to have the idea to bring in all 14 players from the 2001 team. I cannot recommend the series enough. Again, return to glory wherever you get your podcasts on the Duke Basketball Report podcast. It is excellent stuff, and I love hearing those stories because, again, I watch the highlights growing up, and, man, what a team, what moments. Awesome. Can't wait to get back after it next week with you guys. Big weekend for Duke baseball versus Louisville in a three-game series, the top team in the ACC. Also, our Duke softball team with the final four games of the regular season versus the Wolfpack of NC State. Stay tuned on Monday. We'll recap all of that here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you on Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.